Hello, 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 and welcome to another fantastic episode of My Orgasmic Life mm, podcast. <laughs> the mmm part is just because I get excited when I say my orgasmic life. <laughs> um, we are in our series. I'm the hostess with the mostest, Gaia Morissette. I'm a holistic sexual wellness specialist. BDSM wellness specialist and a high priestess of divine sexual magic and elemental magics. So we are in chapter three, sorry, we're doing chapter 13 of the Becoming a Better Lover series. We're almost complete. There's only like four or five more chapters. Um, so if you haven't had a chance or an opportunity yet um, to listen, hear, or read uh, the 12 chapters before this one, I highly recommend it because it will only be available limited for a limited time. Um, once I create my book, uh, my courses that I'm doing right now, this is what we're developing, um, then it won't be available for free. So this is your opportunity to like, get all of those chapters in, right? Okay, chapter 13. And chapter 13 is, no one is responsible for your sexual gratification. And you're like, what? What do you mean, Gaia? That's not how it works. I'm horny. And because I'm horny, somebody else made me horny. It's their responsibility to get me off. Did you know that? <laughs> well, I'm here to say that that is part of the major problem of why people aren't feeling, having as much sex, not feeling as horny, feeling safe, because we've been taught to move in this place of other people are responsible for our sexual gratification. We aren't responsible for our own sexual gratification. And I'm going to dive all into this today. Like, I know I've mentioned it in other chapters, so I really wanted to take a moment to, to really dive into this because in all the stuff I teach you about becoming a better lover, one of the major things that I talk about is how it's so important to ask for what you want, ask for what you need, um, to listen to what your partner is asking for and what they're needing. And so when we're dropping into this place constantly, um, when we're dropping into this place constantly, um, there it can if we aren't moving from a place of you're responsible for your sexual gratification, I'm responsible for my sexual gratification. And if we so choose, not from a place of expectation, but from a place of wanting and truly desiring, we can say yes. And this is where epic sex lives. Also, when we move from this concept of I'm not responsible for your sexual gratification and you're not responsible for my sexual gratification, what this does is it allows us the permission and the freedom to move out of that. Remember, I did a whole chapter on expectational sex and how that's not fucking sexy on any level whatsoever. <laughs> All right. So go listen to that chapter. All right. Um, so expectational sex is not sexy. Explorational sex is fucking hot. Right, so this is a really important thing: is that we need to get into this concept and this ideology, get out of this ideology that somebody else made me horny, so it's somebody else's responsibility to fix it. 
So there's a couple of layers that we're going to break down. And before I do that, I want to just give a moment, take a moment. And for everybody who's hanging out with me live this morning, good morning. I think you're amazing. Thanks for coming and hanging out with me. Sending you lots of love. All right. Back to our show. <laughs> All right. So what does it mean to not have an expectation that when I'm horny, that it's your job and it's your right, it's your, it's your responsibility to get me off? What would that look like in practical terms? Well, what that means is, is that I am, say, for example, I'm aroused and I'm in that state of arousal. And I go to my partner or my lovers or somebody, somebody who I just met who have, you know, has turned my head and, you know, made my loins tingle, right? I can let them know that I'm in a state of arousal and I can lovingly invite them to join me if they would like to uh, explore that with me. But I'm inviting them, which means an invite means that they can say no. And if they say no, that doesn't mean that they're rejecting me. That doesn't mean that um, it has anything to do with other than it's their right to say no. They can say no, and that's okay. And I can go and either A, stay in that space of arousal, because when I'm in that place of horniness and arousal, all of my senses are heightened. Um, it's a really beautiful place to be in that space of arousal. Um, you know, everything is shiny and sparkly when I'm in that space of arousal. So that's number one, okay? That's that, that first piece, is that when I'm in that aroused state, I can invite somebody to join me, but it's not their responsibility to say yes. It's not, they don't have to say yes. They can say no. Now, what does that mean on the other end? Well, if you believe that and you allow others to say no to you, then that means that you start to feel safe to be able to say no to others. So when somebody else drops in and they're turned on by you or they're aroused by who you are, then you can be like, and, and you can either lean in into that of saying, yes, yes, I want to explore that with you. Or no, I, I actually thank you, but I'm not interested. All of a sudden, this ideology of sex and arousal and arousal response and horniness moves from this place of potentially scary, uh, stressful, uh, expectational to freedom. And the more we move in that place and the more we give permission to the people around us to move in that space, the more sexually aroused we become because it's safe. Because nothing, there's no pressure, there's no expectation. You can't fail. There's no failure. Because this is the other piece of it, is that there's this feeling of, if I say no, there's going to be A, consequences, or B, this is my, they expect it and it's my responsibility. There's all sorts of layers to this. So letting go of this concept of I am not responsible for your sexual gratification and you're not responsible for my sexual gratification, which will open up the possibility of us saying yes, because we really want to, not because we feel like we have to. And anything that we have to is not fucking sexy. Sexy just doesn't live there. All right. Orgasmic 
epic orgasmic the the sex that we talk about the epic sex that i talk about where they write poems and you're inspired to to <laughs> to write songs about um that doesn't live in this i feel that it's your responsibility to get me off i can invite you to get me off <laughs> but it's not your responsibility to do it okay now I want to drop into a little bit more about the pieces that I want to talk about of, um, hold on here for a second. I usually make lots of notes, but I didn't, I just got so excited about talking about you this this morning. All right. So we talk, I talk so much about everybody's wants, right? I want, I desire, communicate, feedback. These are things that I talk about all the time. And it's so incredibly crucial and important um, as a piece to the puzzle of getting and having epic sex. But... You may not be incredibly uncomfortable asking for things. Or you might be really angry and feel like others want too much and they're what they're they're so entitled. There's this feeling of entitlement and and there's all this negativity about being uncomfortable with your wants and other people's wants and being able to express it. How dare they want that? How dare they? How dare they? There's that feeling. That, that comes up within us. And when that feeling exists, how the hell are we supposed to say, I really, really want you to eat me out? <laughs> or I really, 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 really want an orgasm right now. Um, or I really, really want you to touch my nipple. Right? How are you supposed to, or I really, really want you to, so for all the owners of the penis, I really, really want to put my penis in your mouth. How are you supposed to say those words? If you feel like other people wanting thing is bad and wrong and entitled and greedy and all this stuff. Well, while I was, I was inspired this morning while I was going for a little walk. Um, so, sorry, somebody on the call actually asked me a question. What if only the male is aroused at the time? Okay, so let's go back to this whole sexual gratification piece, <laughs> right? Well, you can lovingly invite somebody, if you're aroused at that part and your partner is not in that aroused state or your lover is not in an aroused state or this is somebody that you're new and isn't actually aroused or desiring you in that moment or desiring to participate in your arousal at all, then we go back to chapter one, know thyself. It's time to go masturbate. Self-exploration, give yourself the gift of pleasure. And not because, again, it's really important to go back to chapter one, all right? Because I talk about the importance of self-gratification and having a hot, wild, crazy sex life with yourself and all those kind of things. But the whole point is that by having a hot, sexy, wild, crazy sex life with yourself, this gives you permission and allows you to not feel like it's less than, that I'm rejected, so now I need to, you know, have sex with myself because that's the only option that I have at the moment. Instead of being like, I lovingly invited somebody and they weren't interested and that's okay, and so either I, or I'm going to go ask somebody else and maybe they would be interested, or 
I can spend some really good quality time rubbing one out and having a good sex time with myself because it's because I love having sex with myself and I have a great sex life. So this whole concept of one person is aroused and your other person isn't and that they're this is that whole I'm not responsible for your sexual gratification, you're not responsible for mine. I can invite you, you can say no, it's your right to say no. And I don't need to feel rejected by this. And we're going to go into this a little bit deeper in, in this chapter. But you don't need to be rejected because it's not a rejection of you. It's their right to say no, just like it's your right to say no if you're not interested. Okay? So I hope that answers your question. All right. Back to what I was saying about wants. So if we feel uncomfortable with other people's wants, how can we ask for what we need and what we want? And the reason why we're so uncomfortable with people wanting stuff is because we think we are not allowed, we've been taught to not say no. We've been taught that it, we are supposed to say yes. That by saying no, that somebody might feel rejected or somebody might get hurt or somebody, um, you know, I'm not being a good friend. I'm not being a good mother. I'm not being a good daughter. I'm not being a good friend. I'm not good being a good lover. I'm not being a good partner. I'm not, there's this whole concept that I'm failing if I say no to you. Um, we haven't been taught that it's safe to say no. Anywhere from extreme experiences of trauma to the other spectrum of that it's not polite to say no. How dare you say no to me? I didn't actually ask you a question. It wasn't a question. It was a demand and an expectation. And so when we move from that place and when we've been taught to move from that place, that why we get so angry or offended or hurt that others want stuff is because we feel like we have to, we're, we're not allowed to say no. So therefore, it feels very uncomfortable and almost powerless. We feel like in that moment when someone asks us for something and we don't believe that we have the right or we are allowed to say no in that moment, it makes us feel powerless in that situation. And when we feel powerless, we tend to do a couple, as human beings, we can tend to do a couple of things. We either lash out um, and kind of become a jerk face. <laughs> Or we internalize it and we, we lash out with internally at ourselves. And that's usually what ends up happening. Okay? So then we need to, so that's why we need to talk about it's okay to say no. And a big piece of that testing the boundaries around us, we go through, if you spent any time with kids, Children go through this no developmental phase around two and three years old. And depending on how well the adults do in that moment of <coughs> navigating the no phase where the child says no to everything just because they're, they're like, I'm, I'm expressing my independence. I'm expressing my thoughts, my feelings, my individuality. I'm, ex you know, I'm testing the waters. I'm testing the boundaries. Depending on how that went for you, as a child, depends on how easy it is for you to say no to people. 
no to experiences that you're not interested in, no to invites, no to people, to be able to say no and use no and have no as a, as a safe and empowered word in your vocabulary has everything to do with how you were allowed to go through it at the age of two and three. So for a lot of people, they have to kind of go through the two, the two and three year old stage again and do it differently so that they can find the power within saying no, the safety within saying no. The other piece of that is that I'm going to go back to this piece, which is when I feel safe to say no, I give permission to everyone around me to say also say no, which then actually opens up the space in all interactions so that people drop into only saying yes to the things that they want to say yes. And I'm not just talking about sex here. I'm not just talking about, you know, uh, your sexual, sexual relationship. Think about how powerful that is in every relationship and every interaction that you have, whether that's with family members, friends, whether that's with coworkers, your boss at work, um, you know, it's everywhere. Imagine what would it be like, just take a moment, all right, everybody just, pause for a second and take a moment and take a deep breath and close your eyes and think about what if I could say no to anybody, anytime, without any stress or anxiety or worry or obligation? What would that feel like? Well, it feels fucking awesome. <laughs> It's complete freedom. It's like, I can say no, no, thank you. No, you're not a good fit. And not feel any guilt, shame, remorse, fear, worry, anxiety. And I'm also not responsible for somebody else's reaction to my no. It's really liberating and free, freeing. And that means when I say, no, I mean no. And when I say yes, I mean yes. So everyone around me can really trust me. They can trust that I'm going to always be straight up and honest with everything. When somebody asks me a question, that they know my answer is going to be trustworthy because when I say no, I mean it. And when I say yes, I really mean yes. And when I say yes, I'm fucking excited. <laughs> like I want to do it on every level. So it's really, really powerful. Thanks everyone for the loves and the thumbs and the likes. So, wow. Fantastic. Okay. So once we master the no, this again makes it easier for us to say yes. And then when we can say yes, we can also ask for what we want. And we can ask without guilt or fear or, or apologize. We, we don't need to apologize for wanting and desiring. Because let's be honest, sex and arousal comes from this place of wanting and desiring. Not needing. Not a need. 
You know, if I don't have an orgasm, I'm not going to die. It may feel like I'm going to die. <laughs> but I promise you, no one's ever died from not having an orgasm. Um, you know, you may want and, and need, you know, this feeling of need, like my whole being needs to have sex, needs to have this engagement. It doesn't need it. You desire it and you want it and you crave it. That's very different. We need sleep. We need food. We need water. And we do have a semblance, there is a, a, another level of, we need human contact um, and human touch. But we can get that in many, many, many forms, many, many different ways, right? So when you can say no, then you can start to say yes. And you can start to ask for what you want without apologizing for it. Because you know and you give everybody else permission that they're going to say no if they're not interested. And they can say yes when they really are. And this makes it so much easier because everybody else then around you is like, oh, I can ask for what I want because I know that Gaia will say no if she's not interested. She, I, she, I don't have to take care of her emotionally. I don't have to worry, you know, I shouldn't ask too much. I shouldn't put them out. I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't. People around me know that they can ask me for anything. And I'll either say yes or no, and there won't be an offense, and there won't be judgment. And there's all this other, it's freedom. freedom. All right. So this brings us to... How do we become the masters of no? No, 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 no. <laughs> How do we do that? So that we can be like, yes, 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 <laughs> and mean it. All right. So basically, like I was saying, how we went through the no's, no phase in our life makes the world of difference of how we handle no. So we're going to have to kind of go through the no phase again. I know that I, I know that I talked a lot in uh, the chapters about communication and practicing just being able to say no, thank you, and not being, you know, and, and not being rejected and all that kind of stuff. And we've already done some practice stuff um, earlier on in our uh, becoming a better lover series. But now we're going to up up the ante here. We're going to up our our no becoming a no ninja, no mastery of the no. And we're going to do that by picking two hours. Well, let's start. All right, let's start baby steps. Picking one hour of the week that's scheduled so everybody around you is aware of it, okay? So it's important that everybody knows that you're going to do this. If you're in a partnership, if you're going to do it with your friends, if you're going to do it with your family. And it's incredibly important that you say um, no. No to everything. For an hour, you're going to say no to everything. You're going to be like, somebody says, can you pass me the salt? You're going to say, no, thank you. Uh, would you like some coffee? No, thank you. 
<laughs> would you, and everything that people say to you, you're just going to say, no, thank you for an hour. And um, after that hour, you're going to check in with the people around you and you're going to say, so how did that feel for everybody? <laughs> Give everybody an opportunity to be like, oh, all right. And then depending on who you're doing this with, whether it's your partner or in your family with your kids, because it's really important to give your kids the space to do the same thing. Um, everybody gets to pick an hour in your family to have their hour of no, where everybody's like, oh, okay. That's the response. Oh, okay. Because once we can practice that and we can feel good about that, we can move out of that place of our terror around people, you saying no and other people saying no. So I'm going to take a moment, actually. Um, actually, I'm not even going to take a moment. Never mind. Hold on here. somebody uh, was making some disrespectful comments. So I just deleted them from our experience. <laughs> and again, I'm going to say no, thank you. <laughs> Practicing my no. All right. So that's what you're going to do. That, there's your practice. You're going to practice saying no, thank you. Now, I'm going to say this one more time. Really, really, really important. Tell the people around you that, that you're going to do this exercise and say, hey, I want to know if you want to do this exercise with me. Um, if you want your opportunity, because it would be really good for me to hear no um, and see how I react to it. Because it's not just about you saying no. It's about being able to hear other people saying no and not reacting not getting triggered, not feeling like you're re being rejected, all of the stuff that we carry around that word, clear that out so that you can start to say yes, yes, yes. All right. So that's another chapter, chapter 13 of Becoming a Better Lover series. If you would like to spend more time with me and you're like, wow, that was intense guy. I would like to do some work. <laughs> you can, you know, find me at succulentliving.com. Um, just so you're aware, I do coaching. I do courses. There's all sorts of wonderful ways in which you can interact and engage with me and get education and support in your development and your awakening. So you can find me at succulentliving.com. You can follow me on all the so social media platforms under Gaia Morissette. And you can find my Orgasmic Life podcast on all the major um, podcasting platforms, your favorite podcasting platform. All you do is type in my Orgasmic Life and you'll find the podcast there. And or you can go to my website under my blog um where all the episodes and the players are there so that you can listen to and download at your convenience and listen to me when you're driving while you're working out at the gym all the places that you may not be able to watch me and have video so come visit me at my orgasmic life and that's it that's all
Thank you for spending time with me today. You are all amazing. I hope that you can say no as often today as possible so that you can drop into saying yes, 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 when you really want it, when you really mean it, and when you really desire it. And giving other people permission. Remember, other people can say no so that they, you give them permission to also say yes when they really want it and they really desire it. Mwah. Have a fab fabulous day. Bye-bye.